The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. All right, everybody, it is Friday, January 12th, headed up to Blacksburg here later on today, um, but super duper excited to do our annual exit interview. This was an easy decision. Uh, we are sitting down with Alan Tisdale. Alan Tisdale came to Tech in 2018 from Page High School in Greensboro, North Carolina. 49 games, 306 tackles. 21 and a half tackles for loss, a true leader on and off the field, and a guy who has had a huge impact on our Saturdays and Thursdays at Lane Stadium for just about half a decade. Alan Tisdale, yeah. how are you doing, my friend? Welcome to the show. I'm doing good. I'm blessed. I'm yes, blessed. I can't explain it all. Awesome. Awesome. So fun fact for you. Don't know if you know this, but 2019, you were sixth in team tackles. 2020, you were third. 2021, you were fourth. 2022, Sixth, call spade a spade. NCAA dealt you kind of a hard hand, but still managed to finish sixth. And then in 2023, you finished second. So finished top six every single year you were at Virginia Tech. Quite a quite an accomplishment. Um, but I want to yeah. take it all the way back. I want to take it all the way back. Okay. Four-star recruit, top 15 player in North Carolina, SEC offers, Notre Dame, Carolina. Why did you choose Virginia Tech? I mean, why not? Like, my, my family was going there, so I was the last one to commit in Greensboro. So I had Trey Turner, DJ Crossan, uh, Hendon was already there, and then Mook Reynolds, you know, so that's everybody from Greensboro. So that was basically, like, what you waiting on? And I'm like, I don't know. So I hit up, I hit up Coach Foster. I'm like, man, I'm ready to commit. And I committed before I even told my parents. <laughs> What was that? So right, so right after I told him, like, hey, I'm coming to Virginia Tech. I'm tired of this recruitment. That's when I told my parents, like, hey, I know what school I'm going to. What was that conversation like with Coach Foster? Uh, I mean, we'd talk, we'd talk every every night, damn, every night. You know, when I came home from practice, just to, he'd check in on me, say how I'm doing. Uh, that's why I really got close to him because he really didn't care about football as much. Like he'd check on me individually. Me and my family. My family loved him to death. Him and Charlie Wells. They were both recruiting. So I want to talk about the – maybe for all of Hokie Nation, it was like the wait. I love this guy. I love this guy moment. And it came in 2019. It was a huge game for Virginia Tech. It was a turnaround moment for Virginia Tech. Um, you're playing at Miami. You're going oh, through man. a quarterback switch. <laughs> and it did go viral. You throw yeah, up on television. <laughs> 
Um, but in that game, you were second in tackles. You had a key breakup as well. I don't even thought think that one was caught on television. They like ended the broadcast. They brought the broadcast back. The game was over. Virginia Tech wins. Um, what do you remember from that game? Um, why were you sick? Did you have a stomach bug? <laughs> was it uh, was it the weather? Kind of walk me through that uh, that day for you. Honestly, it was the weather did play a part of it. Like that's my first time ever playing in Florida. And you know, if you ever go to Florida, it's, it's humid. So. And the night before, man, my girlfriend, I told my girlfriend I had some Popeyes. I had Popeyes the night before. And it like it normally don't bother me because you know, like, we don't have we don't have a Popeyes here or you know, a wing stop. So when you go to other places, you want to look on DoorDash, you want to order some food. I was about before. to say, because because typically it was the Danielle Bartlestein, come get your spaghetti, come you get know, your man, potatoes. So you were you pancakes. were I, I didn't want that. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't want that, especially like the night before a game. I'm like, no. <laughs> so that that played a part in it. But now it was really the weather. Like I was, I felt like I was hydrated, but I guess I wasn't hydrated enough. And that was such a special time, right? You think about all the players from North Carolina. You had Hendon, you had Trey, you had Dax, you had yourself. You had all these young players in North Carolina. There was, there was, a, there was that North Carolina to Virginia Tech movement. How close were you all as a group when you were at Virginia Tech? Um, cause I have to imagine if you're going to another state to play football, typically, you know, I'm coming from New Jersey. I know it's not as far, it's further than North Carolina, but everybody I met was new. How much right. of a benefit was it to have guys in the locker room from North Carolina, um, that you grew up competing against have on the team as you? I mean, you can, you can relate to, relate to other, I mean, other people, you know what I'm saying? Like I was real close with Dax. I was familiar with Dax, you know, Trey and then, you know, them folks. And like we had Joe Kane too around that time, and he was like by that Wake Forest area, and like we could all relate. And so I felt I was we was all comfortable. I was comfortable with everybody in the locker room that I came in with. So then we're gonna flash forward to COVID, and you know I hate before we talk about the COVID season. I just want to talk about that 2019 season ends, and everybody's fired up about 2020 everybody's fired up about 2020. Yeah. If there was anything that you'd love to see was that 2020 season on a normal note. Can you just talk about that locker room in 2019 before you found out the season was going to be what it was, before you found out everything was going to happen the way it was? How loaded was that team and how connected was that team in 2019? I mean, we was loaded, but at the same time, we were young. We were real young. Um, but I feel like that didn't play a part in it. Like you said, like it's the connection, you know, the brotherhood we built uh, in that locker room. And I feel like this past season and this like upcoming season, it's like a similarity between like that 2019 and, you know, that 2020 season. But the beginning of the 2020 season, just to get ready for that season. So I felt like compared to the previous uh, seasons, like the brotherhood is there in that locker room. I felt that this past season, like I had, I had fun this season. I really had fun this season. Not to not to defray from the fun, but you are one of, if not the last member of the team who lived through the insane period of time during your tenure at VT while playing through it. Can you just walk me through what you remember most about that COVID season? Hard moments on and off the field. What did you learn? What were oh, I can tell you. I can tell you. Uh, my, I won't say the hardest moment, but. You know, it's a it's a lesson. You know, it's always a lesson, learn a lesson. But this around the time my girlfriend was pregnant. 
you know, we just we just found out, and uh, my my son was born mm-hmm. in November twenty fifth. So I'm spending. I can't take my son home. You know, he was born a whole month early. My son was supposed to be born in December. He was born November twenty fifth, and my parents couldn't come. Well, they could come, but they would have to stand outside and look through through the window. So you know, I really didn't have anybody, and nobody. I wasn't trying to let anybody come near us because you know COVID was going on, and I caught COVID twice. So it was it was a, we had our ups and downs, you know, but it worked out. Everything worked out. And obviously you said everything is a lesson. I wasn't going to bring this up unless you did, but I just want to know what have you learned through fatherhood? What have you learned through being a father and going through school and playing football? Like that is, I don't want to call it a challenge because it's a blessing at the same time, but obviously it adds a lot to your plate. So what have you learned and what has that taught you over the course of your career at Virginia Tech? Uh, Fatherhood. I mean, I was, I was looking forward to it. Like you said, uh, I don't look at it look at it as a challenge you know it's something that something that i attack every day you know i would look forward to you know i'm happy to take my son you know to school every morning knowing that right after school right after i drop him off i have to go to class after class i have to go to practice and then you know it's just a schedule but it's not just me it's like it's my girlfriend too like she plays a major part in this so like my partner like i wouldn't be here without my partner so no, she plays a, a big impact on that. So transitioning to September 3rd, 2021, the Virginia Tech Hokies not only beat top 10 ranked North Carolina, they did also beat COVID. Virginia Tech did beat COVID in right. Lane Stadium. It was unbelievable. Just tell me the memories from that game. I get a lot of crap, got a little emotional at that game. What were some of the emotional emotions that ran through you uh, on that on that night in uh, September? Oh man, I just remember like when that clock hit zero, just the fans running like, you know, cause that year before it's like, we didn't, we couldn't train, you know, that summer session, like we couldn't train, we couldn't do anything. Everybody was still at home or if you wanted to come, you could come back to tech and, you know, train like damn near on your own. So I just felt like that year after like that 2021, like we felt good, we felt better. And then coming into, uh, especially like that first game playing Chapel Hill. So, you know, we had to get our get back. So, and then you fast forward, going through the coaching switch. Uh, not an easy time for anyone, but certainly is the hardest on the players. Kind of walk me through your emotions as that unfolded. Uh, you find out a coaching sw- change is going to happen. Coach Price takes over. Walk me through kind of the last chapters of that 2020 season, 2021 season, excuse me. 2021 season, I felt like uh, Coach Price did a, gr- a great job stepping in. You know, I was behind him the whole way. Uh, I asked him, like, hey, like, is this coaching staff that, that's coming in, like, are we good? Are we going to be okay? He said, yeah, man, like, trust me. And, uh, you know, Coach Price, he don't lie. You know, he's a stand-up guy. He won't cut corners or anything. He'll tell you the truth. And meeting Coach Pry, Coach Marv, that whole staff, how did they impact you off Jump Street? So your first time meeting with them. Let's start there. How were you introduced to that staff? Um, I remember when Coach Puente first got there, obviously different circumstances. I remember when Coach Beamer announced that he was retiring. Was there a meeting? How did you all formally get to meet the new staff when they came in? Uh, we met we met Coach Pry uh, 
like prior to that bowl game in uh, New York. So he came in, uh, just introducing himself. But I was familiar with Coach Coach Pry, like with recruitment wise. So, like if I didn't, if I didn't go to Tech, like I was trying to, I wanted him to be my coach. You know what I'm saying? So, I knew about Coach Pry. I knew he 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 was a big time defensive coordinator, and uh, I knew about Coach Marv as well. So, like I I was pumped. I'm like, man, I get to play his defense, you know. So, but I just wanted to feel comfortable around him and you know build that build that relationship so tell me a little bit about how they impacted you um both as a player and off the field um those coaches together how have they impacted you over the last uh the last half of your tenure okay so uh coach moore i'm, I'm close with coach moore so uh like he's a he's a great guy off the field like i can call him about anything uh getting closer to the word um about fatherhood, you know, because I'm young and he has two two daughters as well. And like, if I have any questions about anything, like he's always there. You know, I'm I'm never alone. That's what you always say. I'm never alone. Uh, and then like, on the field, like he gonna push you every day. You know, especially fall camp day day ten. Do not feel like day one. Day one, that's when your body gonna feel the freshest. So you know, he always. He always wants the best out of you every day. Uh, and then, like, when it comes to Coach Pry, like, man, he's – don't get me wrong, like, Coach Coach Marv and Coach Pry, but both of them, like, they're big on family, you know. So they was, they was making sure, like, I was okay. My family was great, um, taken care of, things like that. And, like, man, it's – we always going to have that relationship, even when I leave. I'm always going to call them, check in on them. They're going to do the same with me. So moving on to the 2023 season, the season that we just wrapped up. So I was reading an article, uh, and excuse me, I don't have it uh, referenced here, but um, essentially the article started out, Alan Tisdale never considered not returning for a sixth season at Virginia Tech. It was actually one of the easiest decisions the linebackers made one year ago when the Hokie season came to an abrupt conclusion following the UVA game being canceled. So I just want to ask you, what made that such a no-brainer decision? Um, what was going through your brain, um, and what ultimately ultimately let you let led you? Wow, it is Friday. What ultimately led it you? Is. You good? <laughs> what ultimately led you to making that decision to uh, finish your sixth year here at Virginia Tech? I felt like I owe you know my class because you know Chamari left, Dax left, you know Ty. So you know I felt like I owed it to him, you know, because we only won three games. I'm like, man, we could have. We could do way better, you know. Even though, yeah, we have a new coaching staff, but I know we could have done way better. Like we left some things on the table, and so I felt like I owed that owed it to him. And man, it's crazy because like my first year, first year here, I was I didn't play my first season because I was out with a shoulder injury. But we played at the military bowl, and then what? My last season, my last season here. Military bowl, so I'm like, man, we have we we definitely have to win a bowl game, and I didn't know Tech haven't won a bowl game since 2016, but yeah. hadn't won a bowl game since I was in school. <laughs> so I just I just felt like I owed it to them boys, and then to the team. So I had to. It wasn't it wasn't hard. It wasn't a hard decision at all. So you've always been kind of the young buck, and this year you served as the OG. You were the you were the old head on the team. And 
I kind of look at this season in multiple chapters, and I want to talk about going from chapter one to chapter two. And last year, two years ago, Coach Pry's first year, the constant and uh, common theme was that Virginia Tech never quit, ever. Never, never, never. Whether they were down by 21, whether, you know, heartbreaking loss after heartbreaking loss, Virginia Tech was always battling until the final whistle. And you get to the Marshall game, still don't have much of an identity offensively and defensively. And then the Pittsburgh game comes around. And I was talking to Kyron about this on our last interview. It seems like you all like adopted a bully mentality. You went from being essentially the nail to being the hammer. Um, right. Didn't only play better. You guys kind of talked that talk. You got a little chippy. You guys kind of got after it. So I just want to talk about like, how was that talked about in the locker room and as a team? Because I don't think it was just spur of the moment. I think it was a conscientious effort to change the attitude of this. Right. Moment. And like you said at the beginning, like we talked about the locker room, like it always starts there. Like it's the players that's going to lead the team. It's not, not really the coach. Like it got to be a player led team. You know, we had our ups and downs this season. Like, yeah, we left some food on the table this season as well. But, you know, that Pittsburgh game, it's, okay, cool. Like, let's do what we have to do. Like, we know what we have to do. And then, like, I go up to KD. I go up to KD and say, hey, man, this your offense. This my defense. Let's take control. Okay, yeah, I can hear you. Hold on. That's my bad. That's my fault. Okay. Talk to me about the rest of the season, some other key moments. Were there any other like <clears throat> any other like key moments over the season that you think really defined what this team was going to be? You talked about the togetherness, you talked about the culture, you talked about the brotherhood. Um, were there any defining moments that you think really led to that happening, whether it be on the field, whether it be off of the field? Uh I say one of the moments, but it was at the end of the season though, but uh after we lost to NC State, you know, it's like, man, if we lose to Virginia, like, we can't go to a bowl game. And, you know, people was down us, you know, saying, like, hey, we got we to gotta play in Virginia, things of that nature. But I don't read the articles or whatever. People coming up to me telling me this and that. You see, I'm barely on social media like that. So I felt like it was one of them games to where, you know, we have, we have to put on the show. We have to win this game. I knew we was going to win the game. Mm-hmm. And then it oh. came to like the bowl game, like I felt like that one played a big part because Tulane was eleven and two, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, the odds was like shoot, we was gonna lose, whatever, whatever. I didn't mind that. I'm just playing play by play. I know what my defense can do. I know what I, uh, my offense can do and special teams. What was the craziest? What was the crazy? Because we had some crazy weather this year. I mean, we went through all four seasons against Wake Forest. We Purdue. went through a Noah's Ark type situation in Purdue, and you had the downfall downpour at Tulane. What game do you remember being the craziest weather game that you played in this year? Played in like I say Purdue, Purdue and uh, Tulane. Yeah, but yeah. Tulane, it's it's different. Like it was. Pouring and then it's it's freezing outside mm-hmm. and then after the game it my clothes still getting soaked walking to the bus, mm-hmm. but yeah, I say how, that too. How good did it feel though to finish as a champ? We just talked about it. 2016, like it's kind of wild. You play an entire season and now with opt outs, with transfer portal, with the NFL, with all of this stuff, like 
you can win 10 games, have your whole team sit, and then your team ends with a loss. Your team ends a great season with a loss. Your team ends winning four in a row to end the season with a loss. How important was it for your team specifically? I love that Derek Canteen played in this game. Right. I love that everybody played in this football game. How important was the military bowl to you guys, to the team, to everybody in that locker room? To the team, it was like, man, it's we like we have to close the chapter on a W. Like to be a champion, come out like nobody want to go to a bowl game and it don't say champions on it. Like I don't want that. I don't even wear my bowl bowl rings at all because like we haven't won. So it's like, what's the point of me wearing it just for the looks and things like that? But like for me, I I never put myself first. I always put the team first. So like, especially going into the next season, the following season, like it brings it brings confidence. They already have confidence in themselves. They know what they can do. And we left it on a great note. So that's a great transition to my next question. Overall, the 2023 Virginia Tech team more than doubled their win total from last year. First bowl win since 2016. Ton of talent coming back. Coaching staff is staying put. What is your take or what is your feeling on the direction and the health of the program as they continue to build uh, this culture that Coach Pry is instilling in Blacksburg? Man, we got some dogs on the team. And like like I said, it, it took time, you know what I'm saying? You know, we bringing KD in, you know, uh, Jay Lane, Toot. And then, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but Kale never played linebacker before before this. So, you know, he's he's feeling better. You know, we got – I feel like we got the best linebackers in the, in the country. You know, we got J.K., McDonald, Kale, Will Johnson. And then, like, the D-line, the DBs, like, I just – I feel confident. So, I felt like we left on a great note, and I'm excited to see what them boys are going to do next season. Hey, guys, this is Ali Jennings III, wide receiver for your Virginia Tech Hokies. When I committed to Virginia Tech football, I committed to the best. That's why I chose Harvey's GM in Radford. Why settle for less when you can have the best? Go to Harvey's GM for all of your vehicle needs. Tell them Ali sent you. That's Harvey's GM, Tyler Ave in Radford, or go to their website at harveysgm.com for more info. So rolling into rapid fire here. It doesn't need to be very rapid, but these are more kind of uh, fun-spirited questions here. And the first one, um, it's probably the toughest one. So Uh-oh. if you could have dinner with four people, dead or alive, who's going to dinner and where are you going to dinner? And I choose four people? Choose four people to bring with you. You also got to tell me who's picking up the tip. Oh, it could be anybody or any celebrity. Any celebrity, family member, uh, it could it could be it could be George Washington if you wanted to be. It could be literally anybody. Oh man, I feel so bad because I don't know. Nobody ever does. Um, you know, I'm a big movie guy, right? So some people are probably gonna laugh. Denzel Washington. It's a great pick. Fantastic. Denzel. Pick. Um, talk about a guy who aged well. You didn't really know about his movies. 30, 20 years ago. He has gotten yeah. better with age as time has gone on. You know what? Um, I'm, of course, I'm bringing my son, my girlfriend. So that's that's two. Mm-hmm. Right so that's three and all. So one more would be. Uh, 
Ooh, it's hard. Uh, I'm going to say... I don't, I don't know about the last one. You can Any leave story? that open. We'll figure it out. It'll okay, be your yeah. last last moment thing. Where are you going okay. to eat? Where am I going to eat at? Oh. Somewhere where it's a nice steak. Somewhere where it's a nice steak. I'm telling you, that's that's the one thing that Blacksburg is missing. We've been talking about that. We need a steakhouse in Blacksburg. Yeah, I mean, you like, I mean, Christopher, you like farmhouse. Farmhouse is great. Farm, yeah, I'm talking okay. about in Blacksburg. In Blacksburg, in Blacksburg. though? Yeah, okay, okay. in Blacksburg. And look, I'm okay, not okay. – look, Bull and Bones has some awesome barbecue. I'm talking about a dedicated in, steak the, restaurant. Yeah, I agree. On, I agree. Putting on a white button-up shirt, throwing on some khakis, having a steak dinner. I think we need to bring that to Blacksburg. Yeah, I agree. Favorite on and off the field memory at Virginia Tech? Okay, on the field memory. Uh, I'll say this, this, past, this past game. This past game, uh, when we beat Tulane, we won the military bowl. That was a great feeling. Uh, off the field, I'd say 2020, November 25th, 12, 12.34 p.m., my son was born. In uh, Lewis Gale Hospital, were you right in Blacksburg? Right in Blacksburg. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, I got to ask you. Um, because I was wondering if you were going to mention this, but you didn't. Uh, post UVA game, talk to me about how did this on the field photo shoot, uh, sprinklers going off? How did that happen? How how did that all come to light? You know, you know, you know, UVA did that. They planned it out. No, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I mean, I didn't mind it. Shoot, we got the dub. We was going to a bowl game, so it was going to be a better photo, anyways. Yes, but 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 you're all in the locker room. Who's yeah. starting the? All right, we're going we're going back outside like, and we're going to take pictures. You know who, Coach Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, our our photographer Grant got an awesome awesome shot of you um, with the sprinklers going off. That was just an. It had to be such a fun ride home. Yeah, it was. I was, I always remember that picture. I was right beside the rail. Mm-hmm. 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 Loudest game in Lane Stadium you can remember. Ooh. If you let me uh, let me weigh in just for a second. What you about to say? Uh, the Chapel Hill game. That was loud. That that was. Ex- I, I honestly could. I, that felt like an out of body experience. I can't really remember basically anything from the game. I, I really can't. Now, right. fun fact for you. From what I understand, that is the most people that have ever been in Lane Stadium before. Um, really? There were people in the stands without tickets. There was the that, that was that was the reason they changed the general admission. I mean, it was just like out of control, out of control, fun, out of control. I mean, we had right. back at that game. There was a this was when students moved to being over in the by the by the stands that we were in over in section five, and I had students behind me. And one of the moments I can remember is somebody from like the top threw a chick a, an uneaten <laughs> like chicken wing down, and it hit this poor lady in the face like in the third quarter. And she didn't skip a beat. Picked it up, took a picture, and she was yelling on third down. So we love to see that. We love to see that. Don't throw stuff on game day. That's that's trash. Don't do that. Um, yeah, I, I love our fans, though. <laughs> this year, there were a couple of times during the Pittsburgh game on third down and a couple oh, my of times goodness. during Syracuse it was, during the third down where it was, like, deafening. Yes. And so I, it's, it's hard, but I say, like, that chapter is number one. But this season, 
like especially me playing you know the mic backer mm-hmm. and he, like, yeah you have to make the calls right left and stuff mm-hmm. like that in my head i want to tell the fans like you know i'm trying to do like this in my head but i'm like nah like it's gonna give the offensive guys the advantage man but you it's, know I, I loved it though. i love the energy it's crazy i was one i'm wondering if you have any if you have any connections with you know in this in this era of players playing quite frankly for so long i mean garrett schrader is a guy you played against forever Brennan Armstrong is a guy you played against forever. Phil yeah. Jakovic is a guy you played against forever. Is there anybody that came in in your class that you competed against this year that you had dialogue with or you spoke with? It doesn't have to be a quarterback, but somebody from that class at another school that you have a relationship with. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I'll say, like, Armstrong, really. Mm-hmm. You know, when he moved on to – NC State, I knew his staff. He was a mobile quarterback. He's a great quarterback, mm-hmm. but he's a, he's real mobile though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A great, uh, he got a tough upper body, so you can't arm tackle him. Right, things like that. So this is t- this is another tough one. The three most impactful people that you have come across at Virginia Tech. This could be uh, this could be a, a classmate, player, coach, teacher. Mentor. You know what? I'm about to say this one person. And I want I want for dinner too. This will answer the first question. Okay. Donna Wordelit. She's a professor here. Mm-hmm. She's been with me. She's helping me out with my business. I got a business going on right now. And she's been uh, helping me every step of the way. But uh Donna Wordelit. I can't say enough positive things about um uh, just on on Ms. Donna real quick. Uh Professor Wordelik, I took her class and I'm sure you had the same talk too. It's like, hey football players, sit in the front. Make sure you ask questions. Ask me questions, even if they're dumb questions. Ask me dumb questions. Ha- spark conversation. She. It's interesting to say this because it seems so so kind of corny, but she actually made you excited to go to class. Yeah. And what I really appreciated was when we when we started this the Sons of Saturday. Like she was such an advocate and soundboard and mentor for us when we were trying to figure out what our brand is. She. She is one of the people that really, really care. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you brought her up. Yeah, I really, I really love her. Like, mm-hmm. we we talk every day, mm-hmm. every every day. Mm-hmm. But uh, you said three people, correct? Yes. So that she'll be my first. Uh, I can't. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Don, Mama. I call her Ma, but. <laughs> She'd be my second. I say my girlfriend. She mm-hmm. she'd been with me uh since freshman year. We've mm-hmm. been together since freshman freshman year. So my girlfriend be my number one. Uh How'd y'all meet? Num- How we meet? We literally lived across the street from one another. In uh in Carolina or here in Blacksburg? Yeah, in Blacksburg. She's okay. she's from Georgia. Okay. She's from Georgia. And uh we lived in Tesview at the time. And she didn't know where I lived. I knew where she lived like this whole time. Cause mm-hmm. uh my best friend was uh my best friend's name is Eric. And his girlfriend at the time was roommates with my girlfriend. And so uh we'll come over, we just hang out, go out to eat. And then like they didn't know I literally lived across the street until like two months later. But now we she she's been with me ever since. And uh I say my third person. 
I'll say, I'll say uh, really my third and fourth person, my mom and grandma. Mom and grandma, yeah. Who is the funniest teammate on the team? Who? Mmm, boy. We got some guys. We got <laughs> Kale, Stroh, uh, Darius, Dorian. It's so funny uh, about uh, about Jalen Stroman because I'll never forget this. Um, when I lived in Blacksburg, Greg and I were roommates my junior year. And his brother would come over and Greg would, uh, I don't want to say he made him because he wasn't lazy, but he was, right. he was like, he was what, like, like 13, 14 years old. And Greg would have him doing ladders in our backyard for what must've been like two or three hours. Like Greg would get back, back from class and, you know, Jalen's like, oh, I'm hanging out with my brother. I'm going to check it out. No, you're doing ladders in the backyard. <laughs> so it has been so cool to watch him, uh, watch him grow. And he is a funny, funny dude, man. He is a, awesome kid yeah man i love him i'm gonna miss this team i'll miss him who is the acc foe that you hate the most now look i almost asked this question to give my answer right um it's easy to say uva i hate carolina like i i hate carolina really cannot, cannot stand carolina okay cool now that's thank you thank you because okay. you know it, it's different for me because i'm not from virginia mm-hmm. so it's like Okay, cool. I guess it's Tech hate Virginia, UVA. I hate UVA too. But it's when we play NC State or Chapel Hill, it's like a. To me, it's like, oh well, you turn my back on me. Well, you turn your back on me. Like, why didn't you go to Chapel Hill or NC State? I always hear that from people. And I'm like, man, no. I just, I just didn't like them. This is, uh, this is, this is kind of where I lose most people on this. Is. It's also so hard to work up the same hatred. And look, UVA and North Carolina, neither have been really nationally relevant after like October's over every single right. year. UVA is relevant when the season starts. North Carolina gets a lot of hype and then falls off. But it's kind of hard to build up a hate when you're not from the state and they haven't really brought a lot to the rivalry. Like I almost wish that UVA would win more games before they played us so that that game it'd be it'd be more hype. It'd be better, way better. It would always mean a lot. But I look back at the games when like Chris Long was at UVA and they were going against Tyrod or uh it was winning into the ACC championship. I think that having in-state rival that's pushing you and that's keeping you that's keeping you going is extremely important. So um I'm surprised. I'm surprised to hear you on the North. I guess I'm not surprised, but I'm glad that you said it. That North Carolina um, cracks that list for you. Oh yeah. Did you ever consider going to either one? If you were to go to a Carolina school, where would you have gone? Oh, I'm not even going to answer that question. He wasn't even going. He wasn't even going to Carolina. Okay. Okay. Um, Whenever football is over, what do you want to do? I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, my business is focused on security. Okay. So basically, it's going to be the alternative for Ring. Ring doorbell. Okay. I don't want you to give away your secret sauce because I know you're holding. It, <laughs> I know you're holding it close to the vest. Can you give us? Can you give us like a little, a little bit of your, of your, of your idea here? A little bit. Let's just say, uh, say you get a package right, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be real small, but yeah, you'll get a you'll get notified in a way. 
That's it. Oh, That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Keep keep it's, the rest. It's, of yourself. A, it's an alternative for Reem. So. Okay. Okay. Keep the rest. Keep the rest to yourself. Are you working with Donna? Or you have some people that you're working on? Oh yes, on Donna. Okay. Uh, I have uh, my my own uh, senior design class uh, at Virginia Tech. So I have the best uh, engineers that's working on it as well. And then it should be ready uh, towards the end of February. Yeah, man. In March. Let's go. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, just doing just doing multiple things, and you know, I want to I want to leave something to my son. Okay. All right. Well, you hey, know. I I will be getting one, and if you need oh, to yes, advertise sure. it, if you need to for advertise sure. it or market it, you let us know. We'll be doing we'll be doing ad reads for uh, Tisdale Security, top flight Tisdale Security on uh, on the doorstep. I appreciate um, that. Who is a young guy that no one is talking about right now that's going to be a stud? Oh man. That's a that's a sleeper to me. Yes. Uh, you got Moe's Phillips. Mm-hmm. Moe's Phillips. Uh, that boy can hit. Mm-hmm. Um, he almost knocked me out in the Tulane game when he caused that fumble. He he knocked the hell out of me. Uh, but this guy ain't young. But I put so much attention on the linebackers. But Jaden Keller. And McDonald, I know Kale. He he's making his name, but them boys right there. You talking about athletic, fast, big, can move. Oh man, I just can't wait to see him some more. Most fun post game locker room celebration. Hmm. I say, I say after we won the military bowl because this military bowl sounds epic. Yeah, because every everybody was trying to take the trophy, and mm-hmm. you know we almost got into it with the running backs because we're like, nah, man, we're gonna take the picture with it first. <laughs> but you know, it was just—it's all love. It's all love. Uh huh. Um, I want to ask you: uh, Are there any? I don't want to limit this to Coach Pry. So I always ask players for like uh, coachisms, coach speak. Um, when you close your eyes and you think of some of your coaches, what are some of like the funniest quotes or the funniest like sayings that they have that they just say all the time? It, do it have to be Coach Pry? Don't have, no, it could be any coach. Because you know, you know, Coach Pry coached under uh, Coach Foster. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I see Coach Pry, I see Coach Foster. Like I was <laughs> coached, I'm, I was coached by both. Right. You know, like at one point in time, like Coach Foster was my position coach. But you know, like both of them would say like something simple, like it's not about them, it's about us. That turned me young mm-hmm. right before the game. Something simple like that. Yeah, turn me up. I gotta ask, what was the transition like? Did you notice a big difference where Coach Pry handed off? And I'm not just talking specifically about the Liberty game, but what was the handoff of Coach Pry handing over the defensive coordinator calling capabilities and kind of that role over to Coach Marv? Man, I love it because he know like uh, like certain calls like uh like I love like the interior blitzes and you know Coach Marv know that and like he know his guys so it's like it's kind of like we got the advantage for the linebackers like yeah Coach can you call this play whatever he's like yeah okay I got you <laughs> you know but you better make the play though but <laughs> but nah like Coach Marv. Yeah, I, I felt like we had an advantage for the linebackers, but he was he was real aggressive though. Real real aggressive uh defensive coordinator. I love it. 
Uh, last one I have for you. Who were some of the upperclassmen over your tenure uh, that you're still in contact with or that had a real impact on you when you were a younger player? Oh, that's a good one. Um, oh, wow. Uh, oh, the guy. I mean, I still communicate with him, you know, that, you know, that's family right there. Um, Diablo, mm -hmm. blow. He was he was a great guy, great great guy. Mm -hmm. uh, Ricky, Ricky Walker, Hewitt, and uh, I'll say one person that I try to uh, be like this season, but we was in the same class. Dax, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I just I felt like I owed it to him. Like he he put so much into the program and things like that. So. I just try to be like him, try to lead the team because I wasn't I, I wasn't a verbal guy. You know, I couldn't see myself playing the Mike linebacker. But like this upcoming season, I'm like, man, it'd be nice to just lead the defense, take control. And I feel like I could do that. So I did it. It's really interesting to see, too, that um, you two have taken a different route post uh, post football whenever you do decide to go live with this thing. And he's. You know, I never took Dax Hollifield as a guy knocking on doors, yep. uh, trying to yeah. sell printers. No disrespect to anybody that does that, but I knew that that guy was going to be doing something with his hands. And, yeah. uh, he's he's out there doing it. So um, last question, Alan, I really, really appreciate your time. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, thank not you. just tonight, but uh, over your tenure at Virginia Tech, you did it the right way. But as you reflect on your career in Blacksburg, do you have any message for Hokie Nation? How do you wish to be remembered? How do you feel like you're going to be remembered? And how will you remember and uh, continue your relationship with Virginia Tech? I mean, I always love the Hokie Nation. Like, when people say goodbye, there's no goodbye. It's more like I'll see you later. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm just happy where we where we stopped off at, you know, in 2023 with, you know, a championship at the bowl game. And uh, like I said, like, my whole time and me coming back, it was me putting the team first and wanting to, put the team in a better position than we did uh, in 2022. And so I always love the fans for, you know, backing me up, supporting me, not just me, but, you know, the, the whole team, the coaches, never giving up on us. Alan Tisdale, not big on social media, but for those of you looking to connect, maybe find him on LinkedIn, maybe find LinkedIn him on, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's right. Alan, wishing you nothing but the best in the future, my man. We'll do this again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Nope. It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. Love is. Oh, I know just what you're thinking Please don't go just let it sink in Trash your friend's place Wake up the next day and do it again And all that she said is And all that she said is enough To reach out to you and